0: All right, stocks under pressure today, bonds under pressure, and a high growth themes leading the way downwards. That means that SPACs that have been a focus of the speculative trading boom the last couple years continue to unwind down near the lows. Let's talk about a group that still, though, might have a way to get some money out of it after all. Jonathan Brown joins a portfolio manager at Robinson's Opportunistic Income Fund. You guys also have an ETF, uh, SPACs as well, SPAX. And despite the name, the thing is up on the year. So how do you do it, John? Give us the inside scoop.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, obviously, specs have been, uh, you know, in in the media and and almost exclusively in a negative light, um, you know, over the past 12 or 18 months. Um, you know, what they sort of fail to mention, though, is that there's really two key phases to to a SPAC, the pre-merger phase, which is where they're still looking for a merger target in the post-merger um, after they de-SPAC and become equities. And so the post-merger SPAC market, um, you know, uh, not dissimilar to IPOs, um, you know, unprofitable tech, yep. um, you know, growth nations have struggled. But the pre-merger SPAC space, um, you know, has continu- continued to to remain consistent um, you know, ultimately, a pre-merger spec until a, a merger target is found is just a portfolio of T-bills, right? And so, you know, they're relatively low volatility, um, and you know, when you're able to buy these at a discount to their trust value, which we're able to do now at a, you know, call it two and a half to three percent discount, um, you know, they, they've, they've been able to hold their own in a market, as you correctly identified, where both stocks and bonds have have struggled, and really there hasn't been a safe haven for investors. Um, You know, we've been saying all along that, you know, we think uh, pre-merger SPACs specifically offer one of the most compelling risk reward profiles in the investment landscape today.
0: Okay, so this is, uh, you're not in the stock once it has made the purchase, and it has de uh sometimes the listing changes and stuff. So you're not in these companies after they make the deal. You're in it when someone announces that they have a publicly traded blank check here, they haven't found someone yet, and they're going to acquire. Uh, and then uh, you get out once that acquisition is done or at the formal de Is there any discretion that happens or is it set um, like a timer uh, on these different stages that you get in and you get out?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, we our our focus is solely on the pre pre merger space or before it completes a merger. Um, once it once it completes a merger and changes tickers to an equity, you lose all the downside protection. And so, as an alternative fixed income shop, we really view the pre merger SPAC as an absolute return strategy or an alternative fixed income strategy. Um, you know, many many hear hear the uh, you know phrase uh, SPAC arbitrage. And that's really what we're what we're doing here. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's really important to understand the fact that um, with pre-merger SPACs, investors always have the right to redeem their shares for that trust value, whether or not a SPAC finds a merger target to bring public or not. And so, you know, our process is to, to consistently buy those SPACs that are trading at a discount to their trust value. And then if if a deal announcement is is made and the market finds it is an attractive uh, private company come public, you know, the hope is that the share price appreciates meaningfully almost instantly and those in, in that instance will look to to lock in some of those profits and sell, you know, sell um, on that initial pop and then rotate into another SPAC that is that's currently trading at a discount and 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 still looking for a merger target to bring public.
0: So uh, on the year, it looks like uh, you're, you're up about um, a little less than a percent, right? So the, uh, the capital has been preserved on the year. You're uh, doing it as a bond alternative. So it's doing better than the tips fund we just looked at uh, with the prior guest. It's um, doing better than, than bonds overall. Uh, can you uh, give, g- explain to me the trajectory since its debut? Because it went up from July into this year. What determines uh, which direction this thing goes? Is it the number of SPACs available? Is it the, does it have anything to do with the quality of the decisions they make in the businesses? Or is it just purely playing the math of the swaps and the, the way they, they do the, uh, the, the guarantees and stuff?
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So, um, you know, what we know um, definitively is that if we buy these uh, these SPACs at a discount to the trust and just hold them and, and say, none of them found, found a, a merger target, that that price is gonna creep back to, let's call it NAV or trust value, because it, we know that if a, if a SPAC has to liquidate, you get trust value. So we always expect sort of a slow, steady grind higher as a worst case scenario, right? Um, where, where things get extremely interesting and, and as I stated, you know, one of the most compelling risk reward profiles is when we have a holding or a SPAC that announces a merger target and the share price appreciates meaningfully. And so as, as an example, we've had a, had a few, um, securities that have, uh, have appreciated meaningfully. We, we held the silver box, um, you know, uh, SPAC that, uh, merged with black rifle coffee, which we were able to, you know, realize a 20% percent gain in in uh you know in a, in a couple months of owning that we held the the CF acquisition corp which which merged with uh you know Rumble and that also um, you know saw an initial uh appreciation in share price uh, which we again were able to uh, you know realize a 25% gain on that and then we also were owners of of the of dwac which as everyone knows merged with uh, trump the trump's back absolutely and so um you know we were able to realize a pretty significant gain in a short amount of time sure and you know that that wasn't because we knew that you know dwac was going to merge with with uh trump uh trump's back you know trump's truth social media um but it, it, it you know it was one of those things that once it announced we were able to lock in a pretty significant gain and then Mm. you know roll that capital back into another spec that had yet to find a merger target and so the process of just earning a slow steady return by buying them at a discount with that Sort of equity-like optionality is really why we love this space, and we think you know investors really need to yeah. understand the attractive risk-reward uh, you know proposition that pre-market okay. specs offer.
0: All right, there it is. Okay, so agnostic basically to what they're doing, just um, uh, uh working the working the game in the system, finding the arbitrage in the in the funds. Uh, John, we got it wrong. Good stuff. Uh, uh, very interesting. We'll, we'll keep our eyes on it. Have you back? Thanks uh, for uh, Mr. Brown Thank joining just- us from the Robinson Opportunistic Income Fund and uh, SPACS SPA.